Greetings ladies and gents, and welcome to this latest video. There is no epic loot here, only puns taken from the website Royal Road. The link to the story will be down below. If you wish to support the author, please head over there and give them support. If you wish to support the channel, there are numerous ways to do so down below. There is Discord, Merch, Patreon, bunch of other stuff too. So have a look in the description, you might be surprised. Anyways, now on to the fiction. As always, I hope that you enjoy. Chapter 155, Rave Island. Uh, I'm a little sad to see them go, Delta admitted as Rudy left the dungeon proper with the nervous adventurers trading behind. Estelle paused just before she was about to walk outside, opened her mouth, but then simply shook her head and vanished. I am not. Progress and our growth seems to stop for unnecessary amount of time so that you can watch people grow and become better people. Honestly, I am looking forward to getting a move on. New grumbled. He swarmed just his default screen and floating detached hands. You say that like we've got mana and DP to burn, Dalta said with a smile as she floated down the first floor. You haven't checked the system in some time, have you? Between your nap and watching sad sacks getting the tar beat out of them by a tree? New asked, Tex suddenly sounding bemused. I know when I'm full because I get bloated and want to hurl. Data reminded her companion as she began to open screens. She paused as she looked at her numbers. Max Manor, 390 out of 500. DP, 1,399. New, no, uh, we must contact the bank and inform them of an incorrect transaction, Delta said, voice faint. These numbers could not be real. Delta, we are the bank. Did you forget to subjugate the lich brat and ate her castle? New no, reminded her and Delta did, in fact, completely forget about doing that in her excitement with the new guests. Man, I could buy a fifth and a sixth floor at the same time right now, Delta amused knowing her fourth floor was already unlocked. She was just kicking her feet about when the theme to choose. Not that I dislike the idea, but you should really ensure that your third floor is touched up and any issues we notice from the last incursion are patched up. No point in getting two more floors and having no DP to actually do anything with them. Plus, that sort of jump might make the locals jumpy. New added casually. Delta didn't think anything short of a moon falling on them could startle the people of Durance. I have decided, Delta clapped her hands, as if trying to get the classroom's attention. She spun and pointed a finger directly north with a dramatic flourish. She really wanted to ask the siblings how they had a north and south with no poles, but she just suppressed that with the soothing thoughts of, don't question the magic sky, children, don't think about it. I choose island theme for the fourth floor, Delta declared, and the dungeon began to shake. Water level, my time has come, New howled like a deranged monster under a full moon. Well, um, at least you're happy, Delta said as the mana levels in the dungeon began to rise like a tidal wave. The surge flowed down to the opening that formed behind King Jelligan, lowering down into the earth until it pooled and with a nearly violent shake of earth, the manor receded back up in a geyser. Oh, this might be noticeable. It was all down to manage to get out before the manor exploded out of the dungeon entrance. 
Rudy froze as a wave of manner rushed over the area, seeping into the trees, ground, and the group to an extent. She turned slowly to see an orange barrier appearing off the door to indicate that Delta was doing a massive upgrade. She closed her eyes, and Ruli held her hands out as if to get as much of the orange tangy manner as she could grasp. It made every inch of her body tingle with power. Rudy had rarely been in a powerful manor area for too long, and the demon realm was too alien to do this to Rudy. She felt like she was bathing in warmth, kindness, and sunshine. It's in my mouth, Estelle screamed as she was bowled over by the wave, while the odd no one, no one silver was lifted off his feet and flung hard away. His nature at odds with the manor. This manner and density. It can't be real. Delta is only three floors. Hazel cried out as he barely kept himself stable in the hurricane of force. Being this close to the dungeon was like being in the eye of the storm. Four now, Rudy said, as she caught the sight of the slight bluish waves in the orange sea. That was a little odd, but she didn't have time to dwell on it as the waves hit Durin's and she finally saw something she hadn't noticed before. Bare bay tents and banners on the outskirts of the town, their insulting symbol proudly flying over Ruli's home. Ruli's yellow eyes slitted, and the edges began to burn red. Don't fall behind, she warned the group, who all seemed to go very pale at the sight of her face. The sword on her back felt hot, and she knew she was reacting to her rage. The sword known as magma burned hot. She took off, leaving dust in her trail as she sped back towards town. Jolan Javan Japes watched as his golem child stood in the street. His eyes closed and began to drink deep of the passing dungeon manor. Vass looked in a trance as if he wasn't even aware of what he was doing so. He tilted his head in a single glance as an assessed that Vass was not only stable but thriving under the energy. The bond between them felt through the empty hole in his chest where his heart used to be. He began to carefully feel Vass's soul, touching lightly about what was within. Dungeon, druid, witch, demon. Japes began to smile. Silence! Godly! Vass's form flashed gold, water, earth, fire, and air. The wave from the dungeon covered the entire town. All Japes was missing now was the final touch that made him frown. The most potent gathering of people in the entire world and not a single one of them to be found. Time is running out, he sighed and turned away to think. He went to his workshop and slowly opened a cabinet with both hands, the two doors opening like butterfly wings to reveal a collage of maps, names, and sketches all connected by a series of strings. Dozens of names on the map had been crossed out, as if needing to be reread the names to assure himself that he hadn't missed anything. He went down the list of potential targets. The bloated corpse of Gunai purged with explosions. Loipen, the matriarch of soul spiders, the land where she had been reduced to ash. The door of madness, sealed with the heroic sacrifice. That left only... Japes ran a finger over the part of the map, trailing his finger from the north downwards, where the string split into dozens of directions. All of them led back to the disaster in the north... The one who walked, Silver. Japes had tracked the dungeon core for some time, but the hawking beast had simply vanished into the white snow to never be seen again. And with it, the last potent source of abomination manner to be had. 
He was irksome, but he had a feeling if he kept his eyes out now that Durance had become lively, things would become very interesting. It was as if the important piece that had purpose to play was heading for his little quaint town. Master, are you here? Bass called as he seemed to snap out of his state and saw Japes had vanished. Japes closed the cabinet. Perhaps a touch of guilt filling him as he knew the reason he hid the map from Vass was because he was hiding the very nature of the golem from himself. Japes soothed the feeling with the knowledge that when it was all said and done, Vass would not only be a golem anymore. He and Japes would be more than they ever could imagine. Madame Goo watched as her fingers went from brittle old sticks with wrinkled skin on them to young, subtle, smooth skin. Panicking, she stepped back into the hotel and away from the manor, now thick in the air. Even now, the hotel was drinking the manor deeply, and the heavy burden it usually placed on Goo was weakening by the second. A pop in her knees sounded as the old joints gained new life. This was the worst time this event could have happened. What if... What if the last remaining fair play maiden heard a sniff of them? The ultimatum. Boo's heart twisted, and she slammed her front door closed with more force than she meant to. This is nice, Delta announced as she climbed down the stairs behind Jelligan's throne room. The stairs themselves transformed halfway down from stone into pink coral-like substance. They finally exited out into a massive endless space that seemed to go on forever. Delta held her hand up as the sun shone in the sky. It was like a jungle skybox, but for some reason the sun here looked far more vivid and amazing. The stairs exited into a tiny golden sand island with nowhere to go as a deep azure island lapped at its shore. She looked up and the stairs sort of just began to fade in existence instead of coming all the way down from the ceiling in a long spiral. Let's see the water, Delta said excitedly, and dipped her head in before freezing. There was no bottom to the ocean, no starfish or golden sand and fish. It was a slowly darkening current and eventually sank into a massive void of blackness, as if one could fall into a very scary place. I don't even have a thalassophobia, and that freaks me out. Delta pulled her head back out with a whine. Think how many bodies we could throw down there and still have space to spare, Nu said excitedly. Delta slowly turned to him, face devoid of emotion. I, I meant bodies, sea bodies, mermaids, and singing crabs, and all that junk. Nu quickly corrected himself. This is a paradise. We can just enjoy it for a minute without adding the kraken, she asked dryly and you turned away, muttering about Shocktopus or something like that. She opened the waiting menu to see what this floor was all about. Welcome to the fourth floor, the paradise of Delta. But be warned, storms can come at any time, and even the most serene of the water can hide a scary undercurrent. How will the adventurers proceed? With coconut in hand, under the sun, or in a storm without a paddle? The fourth floor technically functions as a maze-like structure. Each island has one to three different exits, such as the ocean parting at different times to make shallow paths or islands having secret caves, or perhaps even a sea creature beaching itself to offer a ride with the correct bribe. Even moving between one island and the next causes a spatial distortion to happen, 
causing islands to appear miles apart, when in reality, they are quite close. As people can be clever, options to stop teleportation, flyering, and even water users exist in the form of localized island storms, mini-bosses on each island, and more options such as the unkillable Skyguard Seagull to scare flyers from trying to cheat. Most likely, the Skyguard Seagull will be called Stephen. Man, I think Sis has a kind of adopted my sense of humor, Dalton muttered with a wry smile. Since the islands can be so far apart, if very intense environmental changes can be formed from one island to the next, such as a desert island close to an arctic one. Navigation tools such as a compass or a magical device will go haywire here. Specialized tools can be made to encourage adventurers to go explore. But now, you must choose your first monsters for the floor. Your selection is... Fickle Mermaid, a standard water creature that can drag people into the water... They are generally very pretty and vain, but lack a potent urge to drown men at their evolved siren cousins do. Tribal Coconauts, the archipelago cousin of the pygmy mushrooms. These fuzzy brown warriors live inside a tough shell and chase strangers with the near fanatical rage. They will find the nearest volcano and throw things into it. Noise Storm Crabs, these massive crabs can live under the sand and swim through the water. Their massive claws can snap limbs off and give snazzy haircut. As the sun sets, they gather to do their daily ritual. They have a unique culture. Their name has a secret meaning, but it is nothing of importance. The unknown option could be overpowered, could be weak. Take the chance. Crap! Delta screamed, jabbing the option. I thought you were addicted to gambling. New asked and Delta turned to him, shifting on the spot up and down, before she moved side to side as she waved her hands like weapons. Do you need a bathroom? What are you doing? New asked with alarm. Crabs are life! Delta said finally. I suppose they could snip the heads off of people, so I'm not upset with the option personally. New said conversationally as Delta turned back to the island, waiting for the formation of a first crab. Delta gasped as a tiny orange antenna-like tendril stuck up from the sand, wriggling curiously in the open air. It must be a tiny ambush predator or something. Come here, little dude. Delta encouraged as she bent down. You might want to. New began and Delta blinked at him. His screen went blank and she brightened up. Be so shy. Welcome our new monster wobbly, he insisted. Delta beamed at him, knowing that he was finally coming around to her way of thinking. Delta turned back to the sand, but froze at what she seemed like a boulder was pulling itself free from the sand, raising one massive claw that looked curved to slide under someone's neck smoothly. The bright orange crab was pale cream at the bottom, with a bright orange top on its two eye stalks looked down at her as a massive maw filled with foaming bubbles opened before her like a valley of death. Its massive legs made it come off as spiderish. Please, uh, scream away from... New began. You're so cute, Delta said with a delighted clap of her hands as she lifted its claw and floated around it. She landed on its shell and just pressed herself to it, spreading out in a puddle of grinning delight. The crab blew out some bubbles and began to scuttle towards the ocean, taking Delta with it. This is how I want to go, Delta whispered to herself. She began to slowly lower into the water as the crab explored its new home and limbs. New watched 
Delta be kidnapped by the giant crab. He should have expected nothing less. If I want deadly warriors, I just need to add crabs to the equation, and I can have my army. He mused aloud. He turned to the paradise around him and opened the menu as he waited for Dalton to finally look down and see the void once more. Fourth floor purchases and upgrades. Purchases. New island. Purchase a new island for the floor. Costs 50 mana. One twelfth spaces taken. Ocean floor. Purchase parts of the floor to be turned into visible bottom. Spaces where the floor continues to drift off will be converted into massive trenches. 100 mana. Unpredictable weather. Call storms or heat waves to strike if a party lingers in an island too long. Depending on the local island's biome, these can have deadly combinations. 70 mana. Nighttime wonder. Have an active day-night cycle for each island, allowing the sky to become recreation of Delta's home star system. Different events can be triggered at night. 100 mana. Breathable water. Make all water on the island floor breathable, if uncomfortable for people. An O2 bar will be created for each person before they must return to the surface. Allows increased underwater challenges. 50 mana. The Reflection World. Accessible only through special means. All islands become hellish and aggressive. This option automatically turns on if you made Delta cry has been triggered. 200 mana. All of these were very interesting. You could see use in all of them, even the some that were mostly for making Delta happy. New only wanted her to be happy. However, because when she was sad, it bummed New out and he couldn't enjoy the bloodshed as much. He took a look at the monster menu next as Delta went scuttling past, laughing like a loon as the crab raced into the ocean on the other side of the island now. Noise storm crab. Allow the vice function on the claw to allow the crab to crush armored foes. 10 DP. Allow rare gems to grow on the backs of the crabs. Adds defense and valuable loot. 30 DP. Solar powered. Allow the noy crabs to charge a beam in their open claw from the manor in the air and the sun to fire a massive magic beam. 50 DP. The ritual. If five or more crabs gather on one island, they can dance in a ritual to awaken crab. Crab is a roaming raid boss that can sink islands, causing a drastic panic and danger to people who aren't geared towards racing through the level. All victims will wash up back at the first floor and need to walk back down to the fourth floor. 200 DP. Evolutions. Crab Tor. Locked. Have five islands or more with a unique environment. Crabomancer. A humanoid able to use magic. It's actually three crabs in a robe and a fake beard. Locked until Crab Island is established. Stab a crabber. A crab who exchanged its claws for a sword. Well, you looted. It studied the blade. Locked until ten people are defeated in melee combat by Noi crabs. Bobians. Special cultish crabs that worship the skyworm. Bob. Able to heal and curse enemies. Locked until Bob's shrine is established. New looked up as the crab returned without Delta and he stared at it. It stared back with deep, unfathomable knowledge only a crab could express. Did she look down, didn't she? He asked, and it blew out bubbles as Delta finally ran out of the ocean, screaming. The last option he mused about exploring, but decided to put it down so that he could peel Delta off the crab before it dunked her in the void again. The menu was left blinking.
monster purchase. Ruli. Ruli ignored her mother. Don't be a brat, Mila insisted. Ruli sighed and stopped choking the arrogant fair play representative. Nearby, the kid that her mother had vouched for rubbed his neck in horror. He said that they would shackle Delta if she's this potent. Shackle her like a beast! Rudy turned, nostrils flaring, and the man at her feet gasped in lungfuls of air. Hot air. I still had the legal right over what happens to the dungeon, despite claims aimed at me. I don't lock up children or the innocent in my basement. Dungeon or not, Mila said calmly, and Rudy looked down at the glaring man. Run! Because I'm going to drop my foot forward, and if you are just happened to be there, that's not my fault. She glowered and raised her foot. Peacekeeper, assault! The Fairblade punk cried, and Rooney looked up the street to see Quiss standing there. Quiss looked down at the man, then at Rooney, then at the gathering people. You're right, looks like an assault, Quiss said, and walked on. What are you doing? The man demanded. Nothing! He didn't ask me to do anything. You just said that it was an assault, and I agreed, Quiss said as he ducked into Mila's home to talk to the bruised and battered adventurers that Ruli had gotten from the dungeon. You know, if you don't want to sleep with him, I will, Mila said, with some amusement, and Ruli shot her a withering look. It's not that I won't, it's I have, and he's never forgiven me for the experience, Ruli said without shame, and the man under her foot got up and ran off, leaving the boy behind. Please... Don't step on me, the nervous kid said, backing into the wall. Ruli snorted and turned away. Mask again when you're old enough to drink, she told the kid before looking back at Mila. Ma, I'm going to go get my camping equipment and set up outside Delta. I'll stop others getting in for now, she said, and Mila nodded. I'll send food through Quiz. The wildlife is only just returning, so it's for the best that we don't hunt them until their manner adjusted, her mother said, and she looked out. Rudy could sense more trouble was on its way. She would need to cut down on her drinking, so she was ready. The idea hurt, but Delta was worth handling people sober. Plus, Delta could reward her with an open bar if she saw how hard Rudy was working. Fishing, drinking, and food. Only an idiot could turn all that into an actual death trap. End of chapter the algorithm reckons you should be watching this video next, and I recommend that you should be always watching my video. So, click, click, click. With energy! And yes, clicking that does help the channel. Thank you very much. I just want to give a quick thanks to the tier 5 patrons and channel members. Alithia, Barky, Fudic Yol, Cam Maxwell, Casper Onholtz, Whiteband420, Lord Azrakal, Arcalian, and Oakfield.